2: minutes a day, 365 days a year, this is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm Steve Perez, joined as always by Dusty Ely, Sarah Kelleher. Guys, it's not often that we get to break news on our podcast, but um, yeah, it's happening. It's absolutely happening, and everybody's going to like this is all that's going to be talked about. Jim Leonard has officially said that he is going to coach, um, be the defensive coordinator for one more game for the Wisconsin Badgers through their bowl game. And then he is leaving. So the hype train is real. Dusty's already quote tweeted it, it's only been out for like 10 minutes. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sarah wanted to quote tweet it. Uh, She felt like a fraud doing that. So um, it's true. Yeah, I mean, we'll call it like it is, but uh, Dusty, since you were the most excited about this, I'm going to start with you. You can tell us how you're doing if you want to, or just make the noise that you made when you found out that Jim Leonard was not going to be coaching in Wisconsin <laughs> it's not, anymore.
3: There's a noise not fit for podcasting. It was a lot of growling. It was a lot of growling. Uh, yeah, no, I'm doing great, man. Like, listen, uh, I mean, the, one of the big things about Jim Leonard is that he's not Joe Barry, which is which is exciting, I think I think, for a lot of us. But yeah, like a lot of people, I like that defense. Uh, That defense, those guys play hard. They tackle well. He's got some inventive stuff uh, up front. uh, As far as some of his blitz blitz packages, I think they play sound football. So I obviously he was, I think, the Packers' first pick. I think something came out recently, right? Because he was the first pick for DC last year or two years ago when they interviewed Barry. I don't think they ever extended him a formal offer because he basically said he wasn't going to accept it. So, but he was their first pick, and then he wanted to go back to Wisconsin. So. It seems like it'd be natural to come back. I, I don't know, you know, all the ins and outs of his scheme, but from what I've watched of Wisconsin, which I'm not a Wisconsin fan. Uh I like them just fine. I'm just not a huge fan of theirs. Uh I, they seem like a, they've been a good defense. I've got a good sound unit over there. So yeah, I'm currently doing great. I'm filled with nothing but wide eyed hope and optimism that will that will certainly I I will, will die within me sooner rather than later. But for now I'm doing real great, man.
2: Sarah, how you doing?
4: Yeah, I mean, this is cool because it gives us something to talk about during bi-week, right? We were gathering content, you know, searching for anything that we could talk about. We did have somewhat of a plan, but we needed any type of news or a hook to just kick this off with a bang and then – from the heavens literally right before we hit record this news so you know we'll have some fun with this packers twitter will have fun with it and it'll be entertaining while we wait another week for the for green bay to play so i'm cool with it let's we'll see what happens i'm all for chaos
2: yeah. My first response was, Oh, Packers fans are going to handle this. Well, it's going to go really, really good until he like becomes head coach of some other college program. And then everybody loses their, their shit because you know, Pack, what did, what was, what was Brian Gutekunst doing? Like what was Mark Murphy doing? They didn't do enough to get him here. So it'll be fun, but we, we can enjoy the ride until, you know, as Wisconsin sports fans, you get kicked in the junk when the thing happens that you don't want to happen. So it, it could be interesting. I, my guess is that eventually that does not happen. Um, but let's see. You never know. Crazier things have happened in the NFL and, and football. So could definitely happen. And I'm very excited because the only other like big news that we had was that Baker Mayfield got claimed and it's going to the Rams. And we'll be most likely playing the Packers in a couple of weeks. So thank you, Jim Leonard, for uh, announcing that to us and giving us a little extra juice to talk about. But, uh, guys, any reactions to Baker on his, like, 11th team in two years and what that means now for when they play the Packers?
3: It looks like they'll probably actually have an actual quarterback, which is good for them. I mean, because what Stafford's and I are, uh, Walford's injured. Walford's injured. I think he was back at limited practice, but he's not very good. And then the other one is uh, Bryce Perkins, who is – what uh UDFA in 2020 that has thrown 34 career passes and has thrown two picks in that amount of time? So they'll actually have like a quarterback who knows what he's doing. I saw Mayfield's wearing number 17, which mm-hmm. feels like doesn't necessarily bode well for him. That doesn't—he's a short, stocky man. That 17 doesn't look all that good on him. But those—those uh, <laughs> those are my thoughts. They will have a man who has thrown a football in a pro game before and has looked okay doing it. So they're, they're, that's an upgrade over what they've had so far. I think.
4: Yeah, and it means Packers have a better chance of winning because he's not the greatest. So hey, two game win streak, I'd I'd be thrilled with that. Um, you know, Dusty and I talked about it a little bit last week, you know, just the feeling of winning and how I kind of forgot what it's like. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> that'd be nice.
2: Um, yeah, speaking of that, so the Packers are now five and eight overall, um, with roughly a th- I don't have the exact numbers. I've seen anywhere from like 4 to 6% chance to make the playoffs. <laughs> wah,
4: wah, wah. Yeah, like so bad. <laughs>
2: um, and so there's still technically a chance. I know a lot of things have to break their way, and they basically have to win out. So it'll be very interesting. But, Sarah, what did you think from uh, any takeaways from that Bears game that, you, that we had on Sunday?
4: Yeah, I mean, to sum it up, I I tweeted right after the game, you know, this season sucks, but being the Bears never gets old. And that's truly just how the game felt. You know, for a little bit, I was nervous there that, oh my gosh, uh, on top of this just whirlwind of a season that hasn't been the greatest, they're really going to drop a game to the Bears. But then they pulled through. I mean, Christian Watson, absolutely electric, continues to just excel and, it's really incredible to think about week one and that drop um, right out the gate and just what everyone was saying. And then he battled through injuries and just couldn't, he couldn't put it together. And then now, I mean, touchdown machine, absolutely electric. People are campaigning for offensive rookie of the year. So it's, I mean, that's just one of the few bright spots of the season. And it makes me feel really hopeful for the future of this team as well. Um, you know, I thought A.J. Dillon continued to play really well, you know, sticking on the offensive side of things. And then, you know, it was great to see the defense get a few turnovers um, and then the offense actually capitalized on them because that's another thing. You know, there's been times this year where, oh, great, Packers got a pick. Oh, offense goes three and out, you know, so actually being able to to do something, it's it was great to see that and um overall you know not the prettiest game but a win is a win and right now with the state of the green bay packers i'll take it especially when it comes at the bears expense so you know overall not the best game ever but hey it's a it's a w
3: Yeah, it was, it was bad and then it was good and then it was awesome and then it was over. Like that's, that's basically how it went. I, I showed up a little late. I went to watch it at a friend's house. And by the time I got there, it was 10 nothing. I was like, 10 nothing? What is going on here? So, yeah, I mean, we got, we got some of the bad. We got the, we got defense. We got Jair getting burned by EQ. So if anyone had that on their bingo card, you know, and Nikhil Harry (laughs) and Nikhil Harry. Yeah. Murderers Row over there in Chicago. Uh so yeah, it was you know a little rough at times, but yeah, I mean we got to see another this was what the second game in a row that Dylan looked really, really good, and then Christian Watson just continues to ascend and look like a super duper 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 star. I mean, that was we were talking about ahead of time. Like when when's the last time you saw a guy celebrating a touchdown? before the dude has turned the quarter at the 42, like just <laughs> insane speed and no one was close to catching him. So I love that he's putting it together. I love that he's able to get on the field and showing what he can do. And I mean, that's the thing. If nothing else this year, man, like I, at this point we've talked about, it, I don't care what else happens this year, man. If Watson looks good, if Dobbs makes it out there and then he looks good. And, and maybe we see him after the bye. It's not like he was practicing. It was maybe going to play this past week. So I think we'll probably see him against the Rams. If those guys start to look good, and if you, then you can dream on the future and that wide receiver corn and Ture's flashed a little as well. If they get him a little more involved, that's all I care about right now. So seeing Watson just ascend to that status and who knows if it keeps saying, I don't know if it's sustainable right now, he's sustaining it. And even if he's only touching the ball, like five times a game, he's doing something special in two of those. So, and that's, that feels real. Defenses are adjusting a little. It doesn't matter because he's got that speed. So right now, that's where I'm at. They beat the Bears. They took the all-time wins record. And that's that's fleeting, depending on how the next season or two uh plays out. You have no idea what the Packers are gonna do. So maybe they lose that sooner rather than later. Who really knows? But man, watching Christian Watson is just really, really fun. So that's that was my takeaway from the Bears game. Christian Watson, awesome.
2: Yeah, it was just it was like you said, up and down game. And I know I've been on record previously of like when the seasons have been down. I want them to, you know, lose the games, get the better draft pick. And I, I've kind of calmed down from that, I guess, a little bit, where I know that I know that's not going to happen. If they have a fighting chance, which even at 1%, they were still a fighting chance, they're going to go for it. You got a $50 million quarterback, you're going to try. So I, I look kind of like I've talked about previously. I wanted to see those rookies, I wanted to see what they could do. You know, Quay Walker still making plays and uh, Kristen Watson becoming a just an all star, like, beast. Uh, the thing that we all hoped and dreamed he would become like the fact that he's doing that in this rookie season is insane. Uh, So watching that happen. And like you said, getting excited for Dobbs coming back, Devontae Wyatt, even getting the, making a splash player too and limited snaps. So hopefully he'll start getting a little bit more run. Um, Lots of just positive things and going into the bye week like, okay, they got, you know, a couple of tough games in mixed in there, but, Running the table is not the cra- – I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe I'm actually saying this. Do Running it. Let's the- do it. <laughs> Running the table is not the craziest idea. I mean, I know Miami's in there, but, um, you know, if they start to get hot at the right time and you get Dobbs back, you get, you know, Bakhtiari's back from his appendectomy, um, man, this, this could be something that might be all right. Like, you know. You know, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Crazier things have happened. Look at this guy. Look things have happened.
1: I'm
3: so proud of you. I'm
2: in Unreal. a good mood. I'm in a good mood. What can I say? <laughs> um, all right. The only other noteworthy thing that we had was that Aaron Jones was nominated as the Packers Walter Payton Man of the Year. Uh, that came out, so every team gets one, and I think it's during like the NFL Honors Week that they announced that winner, if I remember correctly.
3: Yeah, I believe that's right. Yeah, I think that's right.
2: Um, so yeah, so that was pretty cool. Hopefully that'll, uh, you know, maybe Aaron Jones can get that win. That'd be a, that'd be a nice thing for the Packers and for him. So guys, we're going to jump in. We kind of, with this being the bye week, we had to do some content creation and there was actually no Mac pet McAfee show as well. So we definitely were scraping the bottom of the barrel, but thank you to Sarah for coming up with this. We decided to just do kind of like a little bit past midway of the season, but, overall MVP uh the biggest surprise the biggest letdown and who we believe is going to step up the most uh for the last few games of the year so I think we'll just kind of do it one by one so Sarah we'll start with you as to who was your MVP of the season so far
4: yeah this one's obvious you know I'm not going to get into stats or research uh like with some of the other picks that I have but MVP Aaron Jones um I mean, just consistently, he's been the best player on this team. We've talked about it week after week. Um, you know, he he got banged up a little bit this week. That was really scary to watch because it just felt like, oh, my gosh, if he's not available, this offense is is going to struggle. Um, and, yeah, this was a no-brainer for me. He's consistently been the best player on this team, and I love watching him play.
3: Yeah, Jones seems like the obvious guy, and I, I kind of had him on there, and then I, I bumped him for – talking reasons and also to be you know we're we're trying to mix it up a little bit here but jones i mean yeah clearly the the focal piece of this offense that we all kind of thought he was going to be uh he's been tremendous but i'm gonna go i know it's i know it's been limited time but man listen i'm excited i can't help myself i'm going christian watson just because this is (laughs) if the defense had held together at all early in the season this is the vision that kind of you always had for the offense. Obviously, you know, Dobbs got injured, but going coming into the season, it was, they're going to take time to figure out, they got the young receiver core, they've got if Bakhtiari's there, you know, they've got the line, you know, maybe Tom does something, whatever. Offense is going to be slow coming along, but by the midway point of the season, slightly past the midway point of the season, Christian Watson will start picking up. Dobbs will start picking up. That offense will start humming, and the defense will keep them afloat until they get to that point. Well, the defense has not kept them afloat, if you guys have not, if you have not noticed that. But Christian Watson, you know, got injured. But now he's come in and been, I mean, not just a big play threat, but a threat to score anywhere. Like, not just a deep ball guy, not just a guy you have to chuck the ball down the field. He scored on a jet sweep. I mean, they're they're throwing him little like uh, twelve yard crossers, and he's scoring on those. Like he's the big play threat in a in a team that they have to they have a very hard time manufacturing big plays. So I'll go with Christian Watson just because of what his and granted it's limited time here, but the way he's been able to transform this offense and give them big plays whenever the ball is in his hand is something they've not had for a few years. And he's given them that. It's completely transformed how the offense is able to operate. So I will I will give him the MVP for the year.
2: I think I'm gonna go with Sarah as well, um, Aaron Jones, just because, like we said, the the offense before Christian Watson came back was running through him completely, uh, or we all wanted it to run through him completely. And when it did, like it was going well, and he when he was getting his touches, he was just he was the guy. Like when AJ Delman was struggling, the passing game was struggling. It was just that's who it needed to go through. And um, I think having. Christian Watson is a is a huge benefit for the Packers right now. But I think this offense hums because Aaron Jones is is the one getting the ball. So to me, yeah, pretty clear that he's the, the MVP. Sarah, who was your biggest surprise so far of the season?
4: Uh, my biggest surprise was Keyshawn Nixon. So thanks, you know, Psaki for that one, because that seemed, you know, in, in the offseason when the Packers um, brought him in, everyone was like, oh, Raiders, you know, the connections there. Um, obviously he can be a special teams guy too. So, um, he's been, you know, a delight. And I think the last few weeks, especially, um, it seems like he's kind of emerged, um, not, you know, I'm not comparing tracks at all, but it's, you know, Christian Watson is emerging on offense. Nixon's emerging on special teams. He's also, you know, made a couple plays on defense now too. Um, so that would be my biggest surprise, you know, looking at his, uh, last couple of years with the or last few years with the Raiders, you know, he had combined to have tackles of 12, 14, 12. This year, he already has 20. Um, you know, he didn't have a single interception. Um, you know, the last three seasons, he obviously had one late in the game um, last week. So yeah he's been you know really surprising i I thought that when they brought him in that he could be decent. I didn't know if he'd you know shine as bright as he has um, but that that's been fun to watch.
3: I'm going to go uh, J.J. Anigbari. Um, now, he hasn't been lights out necessarily, but he was a guy that when he was drafted, was this is, you know, drafted in the fifth round this past year. He's a guy who could kind of project a little bit, uh, maybe going forward. He's got a violence to his game. He was run 55, and so you get some of those Zedaria Smith uh, comps right away. He's not as big as he is, but a lot of that, his game, as far as lining up everywhere and the violence that you saw in college, like maybe it's just like a chaos creator. Rashawn Gary went down, and and he, I think Enigbari was looking pretty good. Then Gary goes down, and Enigbari's getting more playing time. And again, he has been lights out, and the pass rush has not looked nearly as good, you know, without Gary on the field. Surprise, surprise. But I feel like every week, the past two to three weeks, Enigbari's been looking better. He's he's. He's kind of understanding his role a little bit more. He's he's kind of leaning into some different things. I feel like he's he's really taken a pretty big step forward in the past couple of weeks. Now I've talked about it before. Like progression is not linear. So what he does this year doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be oh he's got second year jump and then maybe he's an all star next year. Like that doesn't necessarily work that way. But I think for a fifth round rookie, he's been everything you want him to be, especially with Gary being out. And so I'll go I'll go with him because he was kind of a guy that when he was drafted was he could be a nice piece. Maybe he does something nice for them this year. And you, you, you know, kind of as a rotational guy cause a little havoc, but he's been better than I thought he was going to be already. And so that was, uh, it's been nice to kind of see what he's been able to do these past few weeks.
2: Anybody have a guess who I'm going to take?
3: <laughs> who could it be Steve? Whoever could it be Steve?
2: <laughs> well, let's see. I decided to go with David Buckton. Bart- no, i <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Quay Walker. Yeah. Um, Surprise, surprise that that's my pick inside linebacker. But the way that I just kind of thought about it was he's a, a rookie inside linebacker, and that's one of the harder positions to switch from college to the pro game. And so I didn't have high like high expectations for him at all. And the fact that he continues coming in and making plays, don't get me wrong, still growing pains, still missing things, but that's to be expected. But for him to be able to come in and then, especially when Devondre Campbell goes down, for him to be able to run the defense and be the play caller, I think that's huge. And just that's a huge learning experience for him. So uh, hopefully he'll continue to grow even more in that. Um, but I've been very happy. I, I think everybody knows I've been very happy with, with Quay's play uh, throughout. That's basically the only thing I tweet about during a Packer game is when he makes a play. So um, So, yeah. Very happy with Quay Walker. Uh, biggest letdown, Sarah.
4: Yeah, for me, um, it's it's been Rasul Douglas, and you know I don't think he, he's been the most disappointing player. Again, there were a few that we could have put here, but we wanted to try to all you know pick something different. Um, but just compared to the season that he had last year, you know, obviously didn't expect him to put up some of the same numbers, but. After the Packers, you know, paid him some money and he comes back, I was hoping just, you know, for at least consistency. And I think that's been the biggest letdown with him is that you'll see him get burnt on plays, then he'll make a good play, then he just looks lost, a lot of penalties this year. That's been something that um, you know, has been getting on my nerves a little bit. That's been a bit frustrating. But um, yeah, not not too much more there. I mean, you know, last year he has five interceptions. That's hard to top, but, you know, this year he has two. So not the worst, but again, just haven't been totally pleased with what he's done.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
3: Yeah, and I'll go Mari Rogers. I, I talked about it before. I, I did never want to watch him return a punt again. But when he was drafted, he was a guy I was really excited about in terms of like what you heard about his work ethic and, and how smart he was, how much he studied, uh, even with his kind of small stature and all of that. I had high hopes for him in this offense as a slot guy, a guy you can kind of bring back in the backfield, be a gadget guy a little bit. And he never really got. A whole lot of snaps on the field. I'm, I'm sure there are reasons for that. Um, you know, even when Cobb was out, uh, the, Amari Rogers didn't get a whole lot of runs. So I'm sure there's reasons for that. But he was a guy that when he was drafted, I didn't expect him to be a game breaker. I didn't expect him to be. He's not going to be a deep threat. His speed didn't really allow for that. But for a guy who would block from the slot be a little gadget guy in the backfield occasionally do some jet sweep stuff and then get open in that say you know five to 12 yard area and just kind of with with that intelligence kind of working between some of those zone stuff work away from defenders I thought he could be a real asset in this offense so I was really excited about that so to see him I mean the punt return stuff again he was out there for way longer than any reason to be I didn't I didn't want to see him out there to begin the season let alone what what unfolded the rest of the season but <laughs> I really thought he could be a nice uh, nice piece of this offense and the fact that he did didn't make it through a second year. Yeah, that was, that was pretty disappointing.
2: Yeah. Um I'd say the biggest disappointment for me right now is Kenny Clark. I guess I feel like we all expect him to be the world beater that he normally is and just be that all pro like consistency. And it's just been lacking this year. I know it's picked up from what I, from what I recall, like seeing some stats and stuff, it's picking up a little in the last couple games, but overall he was supposed to be that anchor, that guy who just led the defense like quietly like, that front seven was supposed to be such a huge thing for the Packers, and it just hasn't been that all year long. And, ju- I mean, like, going back to the Eagles game, man, just being run over left and right every single way you can quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, like, everybody who touched the ball ran past the Packers. So, I would say, like, I expected more from Kenny Clark. So, that to me, that was probably the biggest letdown of the year so far. And finally, Sarah, who do you think is going to step up the most in the last couple of games on the Packers?
4: I think it's going to be Quadzilla, A.J. Dillon. You know, I I talked about it last week. He, around this time of year, there's just something something in the air for A.J. Dillon. And he, you know, he emerges, he runs so strong and he just looks unstoppable out there. And we, we saw it you know, against the Eagles. He, he had a very good game. And then this week against the bears was a key part in the win, uh, especially when Jones had to step out for a bit uh, with, I believe it was a shin injury. Um, and, you know, as they continue and hopefully, you know, like as Steve mentioned, if they're going to go on a run, I think, uh, you know, obviously Aaron Jones, my, MV- my pick for MVP is going to continue to play a big role Um in doing so, but AJ Dillon is just as important in that. Um, and, you know, if they can continue to just beat people on the ground and um, he can also make plays with his hands like he has been, I think is good things for the Packers.
3: You yeah, I'll go uh this is you know this is my hope here I'm gonna go Romeo Dobbs uh just because we saw what he did earlier in the season you know again he didn't he had some nice games he did some did some good things had a couple drops, but showed some very nice things for a uh, for a rookie in his first few games and then got injured and I just, I, I wanted to see, because this could be the future, man. I wanted to see what him and Christian Watson can do on the field together. They weren't able to do that early, but now that Watson, because even when Watson was on the field early, he wasn't playing a lot of snaps. They're mainly were using him as like jet sweep gadget guy. So now that on, now that Watson, they know what they have in Watson. They know how to use Watson, and you can play Dobbs off of that. Their, their skill sets with Dobbs has enough speed to burn you. So you've got you've got some overlap there, but Watson obviously like alien speed. But Dobbs seems like that guy who could kind of work over the middle of the field, be, be more of the possession guy with all also enough speed to beat you deep. That combo could be really, really nice. And I just really hope we get to see that these next four games. And uh, I think I mentioned it earlier. He was, he was practicing and they thought he was going to play for the Bears game. So I hope that means he'll be ready for the Rams game. So hopefully, after the buy, you know, get that extra week to rest. We get Watson, we get Dobbs back out there, and we've already seen what Watson could do. I already talked about him, but if we can get that pairing and we can see them for four games and see, all right, man, this is potentially what the future of this passing offense could look like for the next few years could be really, really exciting. And based on what he showed without Watson early in the season, I've got very high hopes for what he could do this year. So I'm, I am i got to go Dobbs here.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I can't argue with anything both of you guys have said. And um, AJ Dillon was one of the answers I was thinking about for sure the way that he's picking up, but, uh, I end up going with Rudy Ford. And I think that he just seems to be around the ball all the time, making plays and, um, it's like that acceleration from him, like when he identifies the like the, the ball carrier, the whoever the ball's being thrown to, like he's a missile, and that's exactly what's been lacking from the back. And also, he tackles. He tackles the guy who is who was catching the ball when you know Darnell Savage would be a swinging a miss there, and he's gone for twenty yards. So I think I really like seeing what he's done so far. Obviously, again, when you get a guy that you think is just going to be a special teamer, and all of a sudden he's thrust into a starting role there'll be some hiccups, but if he keeps playing the way he is and, you know, forcing turnovers, man, like that's exciting stuff. And um, yeah, hopefully he continues to do that and can lead the secondary where they, we thought was going to be a strong suit and hopefully they can bring it back to that. So guys, it's, uh, we got some questions, not a lot since it is the bye week. I think everybody kind of has other stuff going on and, you know, obsessed with Jim Leonard and all that's happening. So But we did get a couple. And so the first one is from Jared. Dusty, I think this is a little more for you, but how do you think teams will play Watson different in 2023?
3: I mean, honestly, there's only so much you can do, man. I mean, we're seeing them now. Teams have already kind of adjusted a little bit. They've been playing Packers in the two high quite a bit this year anyway, which which helps you because then if you've got a guy down the line, uh, with Watson you can pass up that speed, you know, down there. And the Packers have adjusted to this as well because he's not just a go ball guy. You're all, you're running him on crossers, which then you're forcing so if you're running him on crossers, even against this too high stuff, you're still forcing the defense to communicate with each other. And he's so fast that a lot of times that communication, you'll get those breakdowns or the pass off is maybe just a step slow. And so, you know, maybe you see a more concerted effort there. But we're seeing teams like even on some of the jet sweep stuff. Now, the, the the Bears did not do it a couple times this past week. And that's what led to the touchdown where they're not really they, they didn't adjust too much to the jet motion. But they were on some of them in the previous game before they were doing that. You could see him devoting a single guy backside on that jet sweep, just respecting that if nothing else, which takes him out of the run side on the front side. So we're seeing teams kind of, Oh, this guy's fast, and they know how to use him now. So we've seen teams adjust that somewhat. And I'm sure they'll do a little more with it, but even then, I mean, we've seen him try to jam him, and he's he's big and fast and strong, and he's getting off the jam. I do think that's probably the next thing. Maybe they get in his face a little more since his release game is not super nuanced yet. But I think his his wide receiver game is already more nuanced. Than a lot of people give him credit for uh, the able the ability to push, stop, recognize coverages, work away from that stuff. So I mean. They will. The teams will likely do stuff. You, you d- devote a couple resources to it. You get someone at the line, carrying up to that too high defense. You have a you have a guy basically sitting over top of him, just him. No matter if he's ISO or not. We talked about that with Devonte when he had the ISO guy way. You have to force teams to respect that, or else they overload. Say the three wide receiver side well, now they have to do that if they have him there. And so they're already kind of starting there. They're already shifting him a little bit. Maybe you get a linebacker in on a chip or carrying him up a little bit more. Like there's things they can do. But again, teams are already doing that now and the Packers are already using him in different ways than they were earlier in the season. So, I mean, <laughs> it's a little overly simplistic and I hate to say this for a guy who's had like four really good games in his career because you have no idea if this is going to continue. Although with his skill, it certainly looks like that that is possible to dream on. With a guy that's that big, that fast teams can try to play you different ways there's really only so much you can do i mean his his from his physical testing all that stuff i mean there's really we've not seen someone in the league at a wide receiver position testing like that really since randy moss and what did randy moss do throughout the course of his career when he was locked in you can try to take him away and maybe sometimes you can but you can't really do that much uh when, when he's on so i do think we'll start to see some adjustments a little more of that dedicated guy over the top a little bit but I mean, based on the way the Packers are using them, they know what they have and they're using them in different ways. Uh, it's it's just going to be – he's he, it's a tough ask to stop a guy like that.
2: Sarah, anything to add?
4: No. I mean, they can try to stop him, but good luck. <laughs> and
2: only hope to contain him. All right, next question. Spencer Sanders, uh, what era did you like better? Dobbs Gold Jacket talk during training camp or Christian Watson Offensive Rookie of the Year talk now? And what is your favorite Christmas Oreo? So Sarah, we'll start with you.
4: Yeah, this is a great question um, because I get a kick out of both eras. But I'm going to go with the Dobbs gold jacket. um, And that's just because I made so many jokes about this to my friends. And um, I would just say, Romeo Dobbs HOF in our group chat all the time in all caps that now anytime I write, his last name it just auto corrects to all capital letters because (laughs) it knows um and then my friends will text me when they see the pack that are playing and are like hey how's the hall of famer doing i'm like well he's currently hurt but he'll be back don't don't you worry so personally i think i had a little bit more fun with that one so i'll go with that and then my favorite christmas oreo you know i'm a I'm all for traditions, and you know how much I love the regular Oreo, so I'm just going to say the regular Oreo with the special Christmas decor- decorative packaging, because that's what I got the other day at uh, my local grocery store. It was great, and I felt a little festive while eating it, too.
2: Now, are those the ones that have the red frosting in the middle? Say, like, Joy on them or something?
4: No, but they just- have those, but they also just have the regular Oreos that are just decorated with like snowflakes on the packaging and then inside it's the same thing so you know kind of a a cheap answer but whatever i'm not i'm not gonna stray away that's your answer that's
2: okay that's okay
3: it's still counts. It's christmas packaging man that counts Yeah. yeah um for me i'm gonna go i'm gonna go watson season uh watson offensive rookie year because the dobbs stuff was fun i mean i thoroughly enjoyed you know all the stuff dobbs was doing because that was a you know, during the draft, that was this guy could be something. You're starting to hear all that stuff and then the preseason and you start getting a little excited. That's that's still stuff to dream on at that point. It was like we haven't seen him in a regular season game. And it was a fun conversation. Watson, like this is the guy like you hoped he would be in year two or year three. And he's doing it now. And like. You know, again, basically his fourth game because he wasn't used very much. And so this was another guy that, you know, they drafted him and it was, well, he could grow into like he's, he's an athletic freak. And once he learns the position a little more and he can do this and that, the fact that he's doing it now and he missed half the season and the offensive rookie of the year, like talk is like somewhat legitimate. I think it's more fun just because you, you're looking at this now and saying. This is, I mean, this is who he is, and this is kind of how we hoped he was going to be. His rookie season's not done yet, uh, so I'll go, I'll go, Watson. If you can't tell, I'm very high in Christian Watson.
0: <laughs>
4: I'm just so so shocked about that, Dusty. I, I uh, can't believe a the fast topic.
3: receiver who could have known. It's like I'm, I've got Christian Watson. Steve's got Quay Walker. Just it surprises just up and down the yeah. podcast.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about your Christmas Oreo, bud?
3: I'm going to cheat. Cause it's not an Oreo. Um, but I went to Trader Joe's this past week and What's they've your got an
2: Oreo. It's not an Oreo, but
3: okay. For, okay. For my Oreo, I will say that makes ginger... me
4: feel better because I thought my, no one could have a worse answer than me, but I didn't care. And they were like, No, I'm just not going to pick an yeah, Oreo. No, at all.
3: I was going to go a knockoff. <laughs> it's a Listen, great question.
2: I'm just not going to answer it at all.
3: Yeah. That's what I like to do. I got a better question that I would like to answer. Um, All right. I'll do Oreo first. All right. You happy? Uh, They're gingerbread. The gingerbread Oreos. I always love the gingerbread Oreos. I'm a sucker for those. I don't want to eat them anytime outside of December, but they are very good. And for my other one, Trader Joe's, they're JoJo's, like they're knockoff Oreo cookie ones. They've got a dark chocolate covered one sprinkled with candy cane pieces. Oh, you buy them, and like you can only buy them in packs of eight because they know it will kill you if you eat any more than that. Uh, but they're they're tremendous. I picked them up last week, and and
2: yeah, ate them way too fast. So, how many packs do you buy at once?
3: I only bought one because it's the first time I saw them. But I'm going back tomorrow, and I I don't have to answer that question for what I'm going <laughs> to buy tomorrow, Steve. <laughs> it's
2: a good answer. I like that. Um, I think I like the Christian Watson stuff because just because like. Kind of what Dusty said. Like it's so like the big plays are so fun. Like Dobbs is great, and I think they are going to complement each other so well because they do things like very differently. And like we have two like you know back in the day, it's I think it was like bringing back Randall Cobb. And we're like, oh cool, so we have five of the exact same wide receiver. That's great. It's Going to work so well in Matt offense. But now all of a sudden you've got you've got these complementary wide receivers, and you've got Alan Lazard who can be a blocker. And, you know, all of a sudden that wide receiver room is blossoming the way that we all hoped it would, but we had no idea that it actually would do that. So, um, uh, yeah, so I'm having a lot more fun with this Christian Watson Offensive Rookie of the Year stuff. And then favorite Christmas Oreo. I don't really love all the Christmas Oreo themed ones, um, but I will give you a little hack of just taking a regular Oreo and dunking it into your hot chocolate. So it softens up the cookie a little bit, and um, yeah, that's that that's my go to move because I really only drink hot chocolate in the uh, Christmas time. So, next question uh, we've got: I am Mike. Is now the time to put the foot on the gas, draft an elite wide receiver first round next year, and have Watson, Dobbs, and AJ Dillon to run the offense for the next few years with Jordan Love? Surround your newer QB with weapons like Philly and the Dolphins. Sarah, what do you think?
4: This is a good one. Um, And, you know, as curious as I am about this outcome, I don't think it is yet time for this for the Packers. Um, It seems like, and again, I could be completely wrong, um, that Aaron Rodgers will at least be in Green Bay for another year. And as long as he's there, it seems like the Packers are committed to him being their quarterback. Would I be interested in this reality? Absolutely, because I'd I'd want to see what happens. But I just don't think now is the time quite yet for the Packers. Um, But a year from now, I could have a totally different answer.
3: I love the energy. Uh, I do love stocking up the offensive, uh, receiver room. I kind of, I wanted to look at it from a perspective of like what the other needs are. It's so, like for wide receivers, you've got Watson looks like a super duper duper star. Dobbs, we still haven't seen enough of, but again, like maybe he grows into a nice wide receiver too, nice complimentary role. Touré, I think has shown some really nice stuff. Uh, he's seventh round rookie. And so maybe he never gets past the just run that way fast and, and you do that. And so we can operate this stuff underneath. Maybe that's all he is. Maybe he grows into something else. We don't really know, but maybe he grows into something. Cobb, I think his deals up after this year. As long as if Rogers is back, Cobb's back for like two dollars, I assume. Uh, Lazard, I think Lazard's deals up. Maybe they bring him back a little bit. Like so, I think they've got pieces on the wide receiver now. If they go high level wide receiver round one, I wouldn't be mad at it because I always want them to go high level wide receiver in round one and where they're picking, you could probably get a game breaker there. But I think the wide receiver room is fairly well set in terms of the holes elsewhere. They've got, you know, tight end. I think Tunyon's deals up. Lewis has like two passes on the year. Uh, Deguara. I really, really like, but he did. They don't ask him to do like traditional tight end stuff. So he's not going to be tight end one Tyler Davis. I would guess coming back. But he's still a developmental guy. He's at least another year away. Now, I think that's like a mid round pick position, like not a high round position. But that's a hole there. I think like safety, that's another kind of like second to fourth, but Amos's deal is up after this year. <laughs> Savage, like they gain nothing by cutting him because that's a fully guaranteed fifth year option, but they were trying to use him in the slot. They were getting him out of the safety this past year. So you potentially looking at two safeties next year. So if there's a high-end guy there, I've not looked at any draft stuff. Maybe you go there. I mean, really, the picks for me in that position would either be uh interior defensive line, depending on how you feel about progression from Slayton, possibly Devontae Wyatt, because I assume like Jaron Reed is is gone. But the big one's probably Edge. Edge rusher, that's premium position, where they're going to be taking. I At this point, where they are, again, given if we believe Watson's a superstar, if you believe Dobbs is going to grow into like a nice complementary piece as soon as next year, and Toure is at the very least a speed merchant and then you can fill out with a couple other guys, Edge seems like the position I would prefer to go there just because – the defense sucks. And besides, I mean, Preston's still got some years left on his deal. I assume they're going to extend Rashawn Gary. And I talked about Enigbari earlier, but he's not really like a guy you're going to roll out there every time. They need a high-end guy there. So I think for this year, like even if Rogers is out the door and it's Jordan Love, I think the offense from a receiver room position is in pretty good shape. And the best shape it's been for a while in terms of long-term outlook, I'd rather go, I think, edge at that point.
2: Now, Dusty was very logical and methodical in his explanation and it all made sense to me. But I say screw all of that stuff and get another wide receiver. Like go also, yes, Steve. Also finally, yes. finally go and get if Aaron Rodgers is back for one more year, give him every weapon possible for once. Just give him a bunch. Like you're not gonna find a high end tight end. Like if you do all that research and you look like the, the tight ends that go normally in the top 10, the top 15, they don't produce right away. And if they mm-hmm. do, you're very lucky to get that. Normally, you, like you said, you get those guys mid-round and you just hope that you hit, you hit gold with somebody. Um, and so, like you said, logically – safety defensive end but i'm so tired of all the first round picks going to the defense yeah go ahead if you're in the top 15 top 10 give me another wide receiver let's make this happen and and all of a sudden have a just a high flying offense again like that's it's fun and that way they can score 40 points and the defense can give up 35 and we're okay (laughs) and then they're going back to the super bowl so there i just solved the green bay packers for everybody final question um see this is from Ray Dempster he seems to be having like a he's he's having a marital issue and he, he came to us with this so uh, thinking ahead of the Miami game what is your strategy for negotiating a three-hour window to watch football on Christmas Day so I'm assuming he's married he didn't say that but just the tone and the feeling from the the tweet just gave me like the that he is married and trying to figure out a way to negotiate with his wife or partner um, of how do I get to watch football for three uh, Packers football for three hours on Christmas? So, Sarah, what's uh, what do you think?
4: You know, this is this is good, and I think the easiest way around it would just be to ask for that for Christmas. Say for Christmas, I want three hours of uninterrupted time oh, to watch the Green Bay Packers play football, and then use that on Christmas Day.
2: That's a really good idea. I like that
3: uh, I'm, I'm not going to top it. I know for me, I mean, I, I, I spend, I've got my family's all very close. And so we spend, uh, the bulk of the day over our parents' house with there's, you know, I'm one of five kids and then we've got, you know, all of our, all of our children and all of that. So we've got, it's a full house over there. So we will do presents in the morning and then we'll likely, you know, have the TV on. So I'll have it on the background and, Honestly, I'm kind of fine with that. I'm I I watch Packers after the fact anyway. I watch them too much after the fact. And so I'm fine watching a game, especially in a season like this. I'm fine having a game out in the background. So that's that's probably what we'll end up doing. But I do like Sarah's idea. I think that I think that's the best answer. That if you really, really, really need three hours to watch this game and you want to do that in, in silence and you want that time, say this it's all I want for Christmas this year. I think that's that's really about the only answer, I think.
2: Yeah. The only other thing I can think of is just try to avoid social media. And I'm I'm hoping you have like a DVR option. DVR the game, spend time with your family on Christmas. And then at the end of the night, you know, after everybody's, all the kids have played with toys and everybody's kind of sleepy, you know, that's probably an easy time that you can negotiate a little you uh, time to watch the football game. So that would be my guess. Hopefully that can work for you. But uh guys that's uh, that's gonna wrap it up so we've had some good talk about Jim Leonard coming to the Packers um a little fun content thank you Sarah for coming up with that idea I think that worked really well but before we get going let's wrap it up with some final thoughts Sarah what do you got
4: yeah I don't have anything this week no final thoughts for me except you know I hope everybody enjoys the bye week does something fun um you know you don't have to watch the Packers lose this week so that's a win in my book um and i feel good about the rams game i think that's one that the packers can win and let's just have fun the rest of the season
3: yeah absolutely echo all that i'm gonna be at the rams game so i'm, I'm hyped i'm getting ready to get to head up there um and I'm, so i'm very very excited to get back up to lambo this year uh, it's gonna be awesome so uh yeah, and for me, my final thoughts—stuff uh, I've done this week—I've got run Packer Report. I wrote about uh, cross-country dagger, which is a concept the Packers been using quite a bit this year, uh, and and kind of the different ways they read that and how they've hit that and how they're using Christian Watson's speed and mixing up some of the releases to uh, to get that open. And so that's over on Packer Report now. I pulled up a playbook page from Lombardi '66 playbook that has that in there, showing there's there's nothing new under the sun. All concepts have been around for forever. So that's always kind of fun when I deep dive into uh, some playbooks and try to find all right who who had the who had a page i never in my life thought lombardi would have one so that was fun uh over on she tv that's gonna be out today i wrote about the overall passing game kind of i've been trying to spend a lot of the time over there digging into numbers some of the trends what what they're doing look at roger's throw chart uh kind of see how they attack the defense and then dig into a couple plays i used to dig into like nine plays over there now i'm like two or three but trying to take a broader view of the passing offense it's just been fun it's a different way to do it uh so i looked at a curl dig concept that's something they've been doing over the past three weeks uh that was fun and kind of roger's uh just little navigating the pocket to get that window open. That's that I always enjoy seeing those, just those, those little nuances in the game there. And then uh, a follow slant on a third down. And I always like that and kind of how he's reading that based on some of the defensive alignment and blah, blah, blah. So I kind of dug, dug deep into those for cheese TV today. And i got a couple of videos running around, including one where it's the, the Christian Watson jet sweep and a play that kind of gave them the information they needed to, to know that that was going to be a success. So uh fun week. Um I don't know what am we doing over the bye week? Maybe I'll write something. Maybe I'll also take a bye. I don't know, but yeah, just, I don't know. Have fun with the week off. Have a nice relaxing day of football with no Packers, put on some red zone, just do what. Maybe, maybe, you know, do some Christmas shopping, just have a nice calm, relaxing week because no matter what happens this week, the Packers are not in control of this. So we'll see what happens when they play the Rams. Uh, but a lot of things are out of your hand and just, just don't stress about it, man. Just, just, just lay back Watch some football. Just have a nice, relaxing weekend.
2: Yeah, I completely agree with all that. Um, Only thing I've got, I was able to sit down with, uh, most of you guys know her from from Packers Twitter as Jamie Cheesebutt, that she always has her Twitter handle. But uh, she also runs a mental health podcast called Stigma Breakers. And we sat down on Saturday for a little over an hour and just talked about mental health, my journey through all of it, and um, just kind of touched on like parenting and mental health and a whole bunch of different topics. So it was really cool. And it should be coming out this week. So I know she kind of put it out already, but she has a something tweeting about it. So as soon as that comes out, obviously I'll retweet and, and mention it, but love for you guys to take a listen see if it, if it resonates with anybody. So um, yeah, it was really cool. had a lot of fun doing it. And I think she's trying to get another group of uh, of guys actually from Packers Twitter to talk about mental health only. So if you're not aware, men don't really feel comfortable <laughs> talking about mental health too much. Um, so she wanted to grab a couple of people that she knows from Packers Twitter to, to really sit down and talk about it. So we're trying to coordinate that right now. So that'll be pretty cool. If that does come to fruition, I'll let you guys know, but um, yeah. So thank you guys for listening. As always uh, follow us on Twitter at dusty, Evely at Sarah Kellher 4 at Steve Furhatch and at Pack-A-Day Podcast. We thank you guys for listening. We will be back next week. Uh, And as always, Go Pack Go!